Welcome back to the Be Light Podcast. Um, this is <clears throat> another episode of light energy being exerted into your ears, um, into your minds, and into your spirits. Um, we are today talking about, you know, a little bit about Deion Sanders, who made the big move from Jackson State on over to, to Colorado University, and just, uh, you know, just how, or maybe University of Colorado, excuse me, but just how things have now changed. Uh, people feel a certain way. People may be on the ship with that. People may be off of it. Um, some people feel like he sold out the black community. Some people feel like he did what he had to do for his family, like a lot of brothers and sisters do. We don't know what type of ideas that everybody endorses for the main part, but we are going to give our piece on it. And we're also going to talk about different ways to find um, ourselves in more of a loving space for ourselves. And then also just the culture framing that we need to see um, in our culture, just being able to make sure that things are going the right direction through strong leadership, through light leaders. So man, it's going to be a special episode of the Be Light Podcast. Make sure you tap in, make sure you like and subscribe as always. Leave us a review. Tell us what you think, because we can't make the content better if we don't know what you're thinking. But uh, hey, y'all be light. Be Light Podcast, right? So we're we going to go through the mission statement real quick. Uh, the number one mentorship for mindset development, career ascension, education, and leadership cultivation. Our DNA is that we authentic, positive, uh, we respect our sex, race, religion, and political views, preference, because we for our people, and we love to have a great sense of humor, um, be funny, you know, hang out with y'all, make sure we give it good vibes, because at the end of the day, we know that it's dark out here in a lot of different ways, man. It's not it's not hard to find a darkness. It's a little bit harder to find a light. You know, we got to recreate that light within ourselves. We got a couple of topics today that we're going to shine some light on. Um, we're going to intellectualize, have some ideas, throw around some thoughts. Uh, and these are all our own opinions, man. You may disagree or you may agree either way. Um, this is where we coming from, from our perspectives. But we appreciate y'all tapping in every week. Make sure you like, subscribe the podcast um, because, you know, we do this for y'all. So welcome back to the Be Like Podcast. It's your boy, K. Sloan, here with the homies. Hey, John. Jay Jiggy. Got brains. Nate G. Nate G. And then we got the wise, the wop, wisdom. Mr. Liftingo. Mr. Liftingo. How about them cow? How about them cowboys? How about them coats plus ten and a half? Coats plus ten and a half. Did they beat y'all? We played them tonight. Oh, what time? In about an hour. So. All right, y'all ready for that? Yeah, every time, last time we played on, I think, national television, Nate said something about us losing, and we, we won. So, that's... Oh, good juju, good juju. Yeah. Nate talking to Ed. <laughs> good, like, lose. I said the coach won. So, we won today. We're the best team in the NFL. this pause moment with his hand up, and it's going to be... What'd you say? What? Said that little move you just did, somebody's gonna rewind the video and catch you in that little pause. <laughs> lean, uh, lean, lean forward. You're, it's hard to hear you. We can't hear your voice, Demarcus. You're messing up the audio quality for our viewers. There we go. There you go. We need to hear that wisdom. Say it again. <laughs> Are y'all gonna be Tarzan or are y'all gonna be Jane today? That's the real question. You hey. are a better fan. 
That's cool. So we're gonna go ahead and move on. We're gonna move on. <laughs> we're gonna move on. So tell tell the people on a more lighter note, man. You know, it's the holidays coming. So y'all know how you know it's going down. Toys getting given given away, man. Spirit of giving. So we got we got we got two powerful nonprofits on the call. Um, and we're gonna talk a little bit about those giveaways. So uh, whichever one of you brothers want to kind of take it away real quick and let everybody know what we got going on this this holiday season. Well, I guess since the fearless one is first, yeah. um, on the seventeenth, you know, we're gonna start about around ten a.m. We're in the process of buying presents. Uh, we're gonna have over a hundred presents. We're gonna raffle off bikes. We're gonna raffle off uh, scooters. Um, so we're just trying to basically right now we're shopping. For all the gifts so we can give them away. But yeah, December 17th, 10 a.m. Fearless Foundation Christmas giveaway. It's our seventh time doing it. So we kind of uh we learned that a drive, you know, we, we have people drive by and we bring the presents to the cars. So uh all you have to do is drive up, tell me how many kids you have, us how many kids you have. We give you presents for free. So come out and see us. It's in Forest Hill at CC's, the parking lot of CC's, Forest Hill, Texas. So uh, DFW, come out and see us. And then the week after that, we have the Prosperous People. So I'm going to have Nate let y'all know about that one. So. Sir, on the 24th, uh, Christmas Eve location, TBD, we're working on that right now. But same kind of concept, man. We're going to be just looking out for the kids. Prosperous People is doing their first tour drive. So... Houston area, probably gonna be on the north side somewhere, looking to help out as many kids as we can. So and uh we're still taking donations, both. Both. So yeah. And then if you go ahead, Nate. Nate, we can't hear you. You muted, Nate. Something happened. Now you frozen. That's a big thing. Say something. Well, me? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay, my bad. My wife pulled back up at the house and my phone connected to the Bluetooth in the car. See if it's throwing off my audio quality. Too much tag. <laughs> Too much tag. You said something. I said we still take donations. We didn't hear none of that. You were talking, but we ain't here. Oh, okay, okay. Um, PayPal, GoFundMe's, links in bios, hit the cash outs, hit the sales. Y'all know how to do it. Yeah. And, do and, it uh, for the children. Yeah, do it for the children. And if you're in a Killeen, uh, Central Texas, a Belton, uh, Harker Heights area, I will be collecting toys for the both of these fundraisers. So if you guys got anything that y'all want to share uh, with us, you know, on the podcast, we try to give y'all good energy, but we actually physically in the community, our members, we all believe in, um, you know, the, the well-being of individuals on this planet, man. Y'all come by and, and hit me up, 254-338-4391, if you want to be able to, like, reach out and send a message and just, like, link up and we can get some toys together. Because at the end of the day, <clears throat> excuse me, at the end of the day, these kids getting toys, it means a lot to them. I, I went out there and helped out. We all was out there together last year. Helping out, giving toys to these these families, man, and it's amazing to be able to see, you know, what what that can do for them, 
to be able to have that experience to have tours. Just make sure y'all don't come around the line twice, though. Go through the line one time, man. Go through the line one time and let everybody get some tours. I was gonna say it out loud, you know, say so just in case, man. You know, we, no, let everybody get Kerry, their Kerry started noticing it last year. So man, bro, we're gonna have to do man. something about that, bro. They gotta chill out, slap a little stick on the back of that car, like, all right, man. You came through once, bro. You came through once. <laughs> came through once. Bro. <laughs> anyway, this is something that I had, to, I had to let everybody know. I had to let them know. But um, let's get into it, man. Um, to add to the he, fearless one, uh, real quick, uh, for people who have the desire to be a part of a charity or to help, and necessarily don't have the funds, or you know, maybe you can't get a gift, we can use your help. Uh, oh, yeah, uh, at the fearless foundation, like we started with one domino table. My goal, I'm not a leader or anything, but my goal is to pull up with a truck one day and give out the back of the truck. And when I tell you we're not that far away from that goal, we're really not. So at this point, if you want to come out, give a helping hand, come out there like an hour early, believe me, we could use your help. Setting up, giving out, noticing that somebody comes through twice, not to be, you know, negative or anything, just to make sure that we can efficiently give as much as we we have you can come out and help and like i said cc's park around forest hill you'll see you probably see all of us there but you'll you'll see us there and i i, I for sure me gerald my sister we we ain't nowhere late so we'll be there for sure 9 30 10 so come out there and say you want to help believe me when they say it's a different feeling to give than to receive for people who need to come get it, but it's a different feeling to give than receive. Come join us. Uh, unfortunately, I, I I had something prior for the 24th, but made you do this again next year. Uh, I'm coming to that too because I, I I like the service part of it. I like being a steward, so it's a totally different type of feeling. Absolutely, man. That's why we do it. It's it's a blessing to be in a position to bless others, you know. And really, when you're putting in that work to make it happen, it's rewarding, man. I'm ready. All right. Uh, I guess Mr. Sloan has something to do. But uh, we're going to start off with Mr. Dion, prime time Sanders, taking a job, you know, up in Colorado, Colorado University of Colorado, leaving Jackson State University. So um, I've seen mixed reaction for this from this story i'm i started off on one side and now i kind of see both sides so i was on the side that hey i see another black man getting a division one job that helps the culture that helps us build you know other get other black men other black coaches more jobs because he's gonna have a black majority black staff but then i saw i talked to a young man that went to prairie view um and he was just telling me how Dion basically broke his heart because he almost promised to build the swag, build it up, uh, have it on TV every week, um, give the kids the resources that they need. It's almost like in the middle of the project, he kind of took the bag. So um, <laughs> I don't know how y'all feel about it. I-, I can see both sides. I've been a coach. Somebody paying me $5 million a year. 
going from 500,000 a year to 5 million a year. And I'm talking about Jarrell right now. Hey, I got to feed my family. That's a big difference for me. And it's a big difference for Dion too, you know, I mean, for any person, for any human. So um, I see both sides, but what y'all kind of thinking about it? I don't think it's just a itch. Go ahead, Demar. I'll say I don't see what's wrong with it. Uh, For the the simple fact that everybody's talking about this promise. He kept his promise. Uh, He said he was going to build the SWAC. SWAC is on ESPN. People actually know what the SWAC is now. He has cameras go around. He has players, D1 players coming to the SWAC. Uh, He'll probably have a couple of people that get represented from JSU in the NFL. So, uh, I mean, he he kept his promise. He did what he did. He, he put them in a prestigious point. He's employed black coaches and a, and a staff that you, you set something up. For it to grow, it starts growing. I don't have to grow without you. It's just like a, a great company. A great company does need its leader to keep going. I, I believe the SWAC has a possibility of keep going in the same direction. They keep dominating the SWAC. They they keep bringing in more, pushing more out. The man has cameras and helmets and those little padded helmets that the NFL uses. They have that at JSU. Like you said, before he got there, they didn't have their names on the back of their jerseys. They all swacked out. They endorsed by Nike or Adidas. I don't know which one it is, but they endorsed Under. by bigger, uh-huh. Under Armour. Under Armour. They endorsed by a bigger company now. So they gonna keep it going. I don't see what they did wrong. He can go and do it again at the next level. Colorado will not affect anything that JSU does. The keep it going part is interesting because I don't really know if they are gonna keep it going. Um, they could. And I think he has set up the potential for him to do that. But remember, we we talked on something about this a while back. And I said, it's always been my thing that if the athletes go there, that's what changes it. A lot of athletes go there and play for prime, right? But like we were talking about earlier, it's if it was, who did you say? Hugh Jackson is the other coach. So another black head coach who's been in the NFL, uh, I would say well-known coach who's there, is he getting the players to go there and do some of those things? I don't think so, but that's because he's not Deion Sanders. So to say it's on him to stay there, to build up the swag, you tell them one coach of one program to build an entire conference, all right? That's kind of crazy. We didn't tell Nick Saban to build up the whole SEC. Like, that's just not really how it works. If one team get better, yeah, the conference may get better, but he left them in a good position. You got new facilities. That's the one thing that I kind of I took away from his uh, press conference. I haven't really followed all of the things that have been said about it, but talk about the facility that you have now. That's one of the main things we talk about in recruiting that draws kids to the school. So now you see that at Jackson State, you can bring players in there, hopefully. But it's up to you got to find that balance. It has to be other coaches getting players to go there. It has to be players making those decisions as well. Like you, the, the guy you talked about, right? You said he had opportunities to go to a different school, but you chose to go to PV. That's cool. Like it has to become the thing to do because you're going to black schools, not because you're going to play for Deion Sanders. Because watching a couple of years, Colorado is going to have an amazing recruiting class because kids are going to play for Deion Sanders, right? And it's not knocking him. It's just when we talk about somebody of that kind of celebrity, it's hard to separate the man from the mission. Well, I see. Um, 
like I said, I, I see that side, but I also see the side that Dion, I can't say promise, but he, he told, you know, I'm, I'm coaching to help the swag. I'm not really here for, you know, uh, football. I'm here, you know, I'm here for the swag. I'm swag. I am swag. Who, you know, the song, he had a whole song, like, who ain't swag? You know, he, he basically came and for his three years being there, he, he did do his job. But, uh, like I said, the kid I was talking to was saying he didn't finish the job. Um, like DeMarcus said, people being drafted from JSU, these kids, when they get drafted, it's going to say drafted from Colorado. Because all of the, the majority of these kids are going with Dion. So we're not going to get that first round pick from JSU. Now, if he stayed the course, you know, and I, I don't know, five years, ten years, I don't know how long it might take. But I think having that consistent ESPN presence, that consistent Division One recruit that goes to JSU, just showing kids that for the next five years, 10 years, I don't know. Like I said, you can't put a time limit on it. But I think kids seeing that because of Deion Sanders, like you said, not be, really because of JSU, because of Deion Sanders, but um, having top recruits go there because Deion Sanders shows kids that it's an option. I don't even know. I mean, we were recruited. I didn't, if I had one division, if I had Buffalo, I wouldn't think about JSU. If I had What's a bad school right now? UTEP right now. I wouldn't think about Jackson Colorado. State. <laughs> Colorado, I wouldn't think about Jackson State. So I think him being there, his presence, just having prime time at Jackson State University for a longer period could have affected uh, the sweat. I mean, the, the HBCUs. Um, I think a lot of kids would have gravitated towards HBCUs. And I think just them knowing it's an option, um, <laughs> It's big for me because um, I don't know a lot of kids that even think about going to HBCU. But maybe, like I said, time will tell. Maybe kids will still. I see kids in their top five that had Jackson State. Maybe we'll continue to see kids choose, at least in their top three, top two. I don't know. Give them a chance. That's all I want to see is them continue to give HBCUs a chance. He gave them a chance. I just read something that said Jackson State, the whole capital community, has got an influx of $30 million because of Jackson State football this year. This year. Yeah, they, that's an influx of they got. He got if they keep that same that same yeah. PV <laughs> Prairie View, you know what I'm saying? You don't know that for one person or that's Prairie View. Grandma, you don't know that for one person or that's Grandma. Texas Longhorns, you don't know that for one person or that's Texas Longhorns. Like he 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 set the standards to build a, a prestige. They keep it going. Mary Harden Baylor, like you set the prestige for people to go, and they can go and keep the name going. I don't understand why he has to necessarily. But, you, but what you just said was Texas Longhorns prestige. That's a million years of prestige. Alabama, they've been winning titles since 1939. Uh, Mayor Hart and Baylor, for the past 30 years, yeah. Consistency is what you talk about. You're saying exactly. consistency. This is not about to be consistent. <laughs> Next year, you're not going to watch JSU. <laughs> you might not even see the SWAC championship on ESPN. It might be on ESPNU. Maybe ESPN Deportes, but it ain't gonna be on ESPN. Oh. Like, <laughs> so. But that's kind of my point, though. Is is that really on one person to stay there and do? Because if the if the swag's relevance remains because we're watching Dion at Jackson State, isn't that really what we're doing? Is watching Dion at Jackson State and Dion just and other people involved in the show? Dion and his five star recruits. Yes. We're watching Dion and his five-star recruits. Okay, and so then when the narrative becomes 
Dion is getting these five-star recruits and they just going out here and walking all over the swag. People go stop paying attention at some point. Are you going to, because if I'm an NFL recruit and I'm going to say, okay, well, cool. It was a good story. Once I'm kid went out there and bought, but I got all of these guys going out here. You, I'm not trying to knock swag football, but for what it is, you're going to play lower level competition. You're purposely going to play lower level competition. And you're ultimately saying we're going to make Jackson State the Bama recruiting classes of what the, the NCAA has been. If y'all putting out three and four to 10 first round picks every year, whatever it is, at some point, that kind of affects you in a negative way at that level of school because everybody else isn't on your level. You can have a top five recruiting class and everybody else is number 300. Like, <laughs> what does that do for you? So I think, like I, don't, I said, I just think Dion being there gets some more resources. You saw, I mean, Snoop Dogg was there. Gilly the Kid was there. I mean, like, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I think him being there, it brings more attention to there and it brings more celebrity there. And that probably brings more money there. That well, brings resources. Huh? I'm saying that's why they got the money they got. They got the right, game. right. And I say, I'm just gonna say consistency, consistent of that. Maybe somebody says, "Hey, let's go help Grambling out," or maybe a kid says, "Like you said, JSU is kicking everybody, but I'm about to go to Grambling and, and see if I can beat Bama." Like kids do now. Kids want to beat the Bamas. Kids want to beat. The, the, I mean, that's my thing, though. What you just said. Somebody says, "Let's go help Grambling out." Why we can't do that without saying, "Oh, it's." prime time over here so now we want to help Jackson State out that's been what my thing was the whole time if we want I think at the the root of this is we want something black to be better right mm -hmm. we want black college football to be more respected to be a thing that's on the the level of major white universities so if that matters to us why hasn't our black money done something about that right now right we have, just like you just gave an example of a doctor coming out of a PV, right? Black schools got smart people. It's not like they all just sending out broke people into the world. And it may not be on the same level as a Texas or a Bama money, but what are y'all doing with y'all money? That's how college football gets better. That's how college sports get better. It's so important that Brett Favre stole money from the state of Mississippi to do it. So if we willing to put our money into it, okay. If that doctor, I'm not, and I'm not trying to say nothing about him personally or anything, but if that doctor and some of his doctor friends say, we're going to generate more money for the PV athletic program, that helps them out. That's, That's when you start seeing that change. It, I don't think, why I don't really feel there's nothing against Dion is because me personally, once he went there, this is what I expected to happen. It became a media circus because it's Dion Sanders. And that's not, it's not that he ain't doing something good, but it's who he is, is always going to be who he is. What he does moves the needle. So people are going to pay attention, but that doesn't really mean it's just about making black college football better. So. Yeah. And I, that's why I say I see both sides, but I do see the side. I see why people, some people are a little angry because he basically said what he wanted to. It's almost like, I'm going to say, I'm single-handedly, not single-handedly, but I'm going to do all I can to put us on, you know? And it's almost like in the middle of putting us on, it's almost like we kind of, we, we need to be here. We here. And we need you, 
And it's almost like I'm jumping shit. And and even the kid yesterday he was like, what did Martin Luther King after his second or third speech? So a little bit of progress. And was like, all right, I'm good. <laughs> I'm a jump ship. You know what I'm saying? And I ain't that, that that's two different stories. But it's just how he compared it almost like to him, because he's an HBCU person. He started to see all the schools kind of turn up a little bit. And Dion was our Martin Luther King of the sweat. And it's almost like the story ain't finished yet, but I, this bag, right? It's five million dollars. I gotta go get that. Or whatever it is. I, I, I'm not judging either person. I'm not judging Dion, but that's how he felt about it, you know. So. Yeah, but even forget the back if you if I can pick it back on what Nate said, wherever you go to school at, you you build your own self-pride in that school. He started an influx of people coming back towards the HBCU. Yeah. All of them could have went somewhere else, whatever could have happened. But now that you have built a pride in some people coming to the Jack State, the Gramlins, the Xavier's, the Prairie Views, the Howards, the Morehouse, Morehead, whatever it is. There's a whole bunch of HBCUs got an influx of students because of the shift of maybe spearheaded by Dion in the football sense, but there's been a shift of a lot of people coming back towards HBCUs, which is generating more money. Money generates better uh, better opportunities. They have better opportunities, better facilities. My son, we just took him to a tour, uh, a, a college tour with uh, Prairie View. And Prairie View alumni have have put together uh, 10 million, 10 million plus of money to put into Prairie View so that they can have better facilities because they're alumni of Prairie View. You got these people going back towards the HBCUs. You build a product. Everybody, you go to a school, you graduate from a school, you want to see your school win. Mm-hmm. So not every single one of them, yeah, maybe some of them will go to Colorado and whatnot. But even those people who have they started JSU, some of those people, when they make it big or when they have a bigger influence, they still, whether it is in front of a camera or behind a camera, are going to give back to that school. And that's that's going to generate a lot of opportunities for people down the road. I hope so. And that's why I say time will tell. I can't really judge the story until time tells because Dion can go to Colorado and still give 10% of his check to JH, whatever he wants to do with it. I don't know. But as of today, it's... Uh, talking to the kid it's almost I see the I see both sides I can see why you can be like man you had a job to do and, and you are Martin Luther King or you are you are you spearheaded you supposed to get us there you almost did or you did you did your job while you were here but we needed you for two three more years I see that then I also see hey even me you tell me my job gonna add an extra zero to my paycheck and where I'm moving where you need me to go <laughs> Colorado I'm there but I guess they thinking you know I'm not worth 40 50 million dollars Dion yeah. is, you know. I know we got to move to the next subject too, but I think they kind of hating on that. Uh, he has a, a bigger stage to do even more things. Like if he could bring that same culture to Colorado, Colorado don't have that culture. I've been. Yeah, Colorado. you make. Let's just say Colorado athletic department makes two. Athletic department make two hundred million. Whatever. I'm just throwing a number out there. Dion brings eight hundred. Whatever. Five hundred million to Boulder, Colorado. I'm saying. Jackson State brings in 10 million, 20 million, and Deion Sanders stays at his HBCU and they bring, he doubles that. That's what I see from everybody who seem upset about it. It's almost like, man, stay here. Like, what happened to being frontline? Like, I, I feel like a lot of people think back in the day, they was frontline. Like, I'm, I'm, black. I'm, I'll die for this. This is what I'm doing it for. I'm going to die about this. You bring the dogs out, bring the, the, the water hose out. I don't care. 
whatever y'all got to do, I'm going to die by mine for the black, for my people. I feel like either our faith in God or either these videos they show us, I feel like everybody's scared now. You know, I, I feel like a lot of people feel like, and I ain't talking about Dion, I'm just talking about front, being frontline, period. I feel like a lot of black people ain't frontline no more. Like, they really ain't really about, they, they'll put it on social media, but they ain't really about their life. And this is away from Dion. I'm talking about our people. We need to go back to being not scared. I don't, like, stop being scared. Like, <laughs> why is you stupid? <laughs> but nah, like, just period. I think black people want to want, but they should put more action into, they want to see us do better, but they just need to, what Nate said, we need to put our money back into these black schools, these <clears throat> black communities, you know what I'm saying? So a lot of people saying like, we not front line no more, we scary. Like we do whatever they want us to do for the bad, so. I believe well, maybe that's the whole thing with this kind of a conversation, bro, is we want other people to do it. Exactly. We want Dion to do it because Dion happens to be Dion. We exactly. ain't, I ain't heard nobody talk about Eddie George at wherever he at, Tennessee State or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. That's a is Eddie George in the Hall of Fame? Eddie George goes to that. That's an all pro NFL running back. Right. <laughs> okay. That's a college great. I don't hear nobody talk about that. So that's where it's hard for me to get behind. Dion has to do this. And the other side of that is. I think it's okay to have more realistic fights. I don't think it's a realistic fight that Dion makes the entire swag relevant for life, honestly. What is more realistic is that if Dion is going to keep having black coaching staffs, he can now pay his coaches a lot more, which is going to be a reason that, honestly, Jackson State probably doesn't really survive for that long at the same level because you can't keep great coaches if you're not going to be able to pay them. But now if you got... Pac-12 TV money coming in. Colorado already has more money and you can have a black staff that you are creating more coaches in the coaching pool. They go out and get opportunities. That does a lot more for black people right there. So it may and be different Black people and predominantly white institutions too. Yeah, but yeah. that goes back to the player side of things. If we care that much, if every, and it's gotta be a everybody cares kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's really got to be an everybody thing because I don't think a lot of kids function on the wavelength of I'm going to a predominantly white school mm -hmm. for the sake of going to a white school. I'm going to Alabama because I'm going in the first or second round. I'm going to Ohio State because I'm going in the first or second round. It's just what's established there. And yeah, I know that's, that's part of the argument we've had is if we get that out of Jackson State, but how long does it take for that to spread for the, the whole sweat? And that's what I'm saying. And that's, I think that's why the argument and the, to the kids point, his argument is why we, why can't we try it? You know, like be front line and see how, if it takes 10 years, let it take 10 years. Mm, no, nah, bro. Nah, bro. I, don't I mean, that. I don't agree with that. Cause, cause that's not, that's not, I told that's not fair to Dion. If we had, no, not Dion. I'm talking about black people. Okay. If we if we all put in all we needed to in the sweat, all our energy into the sweat, we could make it to where first and second round picks are coming out of the sweat. And I, I told him, because I was on Deion's side 100%. He persuaded me to kind of be like, oh, dang, I can see what you're talking about. Because it's like, yeah, you're right, Demarcus. But, <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, he just made me realize that if it was a million more of him, people who thought like him, Kids who thought like him, like I can go to Yale, I can go to Harvard, I can go. No, I'm going to PB. 
and we build that college up with doctors and stuff, and then we put money back in the PV, yeah, we get first and second rounders coming to PV if we thought like him. But we don't, and a lot of people don't. A high percentage of us don't. So it's almost like if we were frontline like that, we would make the swag. Everybody be wanting to watch the swag. But it will take forever because we would need to persuade a million, bazillion people to do it, you know, the black community to do it. And it's so, hard to do that when Alabama gives you exactly what you want because they have it all. But if I did, if I stayed at Jackson State for 20 years, if we all did that, we can make Jackson State Alabama. That's all I'm saying. But, I but get with the prestige on. of Jackson State, and if they can keep that moving, going, moving forward, bring the other HBCUs with that NIL deal type thing stuff, like that'll bring money to the school and bring money to the player, which will bring uh, more eyes to the whole HBCU. But like you said, we got to have some stick of two in this. We got to stay with it. But people that's all we need. Especially people who don't have the money or never seen that kind of money. You get money whipped into going to, I mean, is it Texas that pay all their linemen, whatever? 50,000. 50, you know what I'm saying? Like, you might get money whipped in that sense, but I, I agree with that. We don't have it. It's hard to it's hard to be front line when they got all the bread. They got all the money to give you to make you be like, I would be front line with y'all, but hey, I'm about to go get this bag. I don't I never had the bag. I need it right now. It's hard. But it's so, would be I got a question. I'm I'm gonna stop this because I missed a lot. I was I had to <laughs> take care of something. But I see we got we got we kind of got going on it. And I guess my question is, you know, just for you guys, because us all being black men on the call. Uh, we have experience with, you know, HBCUs to a certain degree. We know a little bit about it. I never been to HBCU personally, but I know a lot about it because I had peers. I got family members. You know what I'm saying? As far as the HBCU, right? The purpose of an HBCU, from our understanding, right? I wonder, what do you guys think that is? I'm just curious. I just want to lob that to you guys. What is the purpose of an HBCU? From what your, your own understanding of what you're seeing in life because we didn't I, none of us went to one I, but i believe from from just the visit that and i know i'm gonna keep saying pb because i have a personal experience with it mm -hmm. before pb was just known as I, i'm gonna keep it real with y'all <laughs> to me PV was just known as a party school you know where they got their best parties at nasty but classy all this stuff like it was a party school. After going there with, with my son, and I have a more mature mind and a better understanding, to be educated by, by kind of like FUBU, by your own, with your own, huh? to be more like you, to understand the experience, the vibe, and to see people that resemble you and are trying and are thriving and striving to do better, right? And along those ways, you get education that you may not get everywhere else. You may have to go seek it for yourself. Culture. Like at, at culture. culture. Like at, at, at Prairie View, I don't know if y'all know this, they don't walk on the grass. I've always known that. I've always, for some reason, it's like, you know, you, when I went to the, the campus before, even when I, I, was, I never was a student, but I'd go to the campus to visit people. Uh, <laughs> I knew not to walk on the grass. When I took my son there, they said they don't walk on the grass because yes, the building was already established, but they don't know what slaves are buried at because they don't have headstones. So because they don't know what slaves are buried at, they respect the people that have been buried there or discarded on their land because 
of whatever nature it was. So the respect that they have for that culture and that history is that they don't walk on the grass, they just walk on the sidewalks. Whether it's raining or anything, they don't walk on the grass because you are disrespecting the people that were already there. And then of course that opens up a book for you to understand other history and other knowledge. And then you get to see the people that, it's, a, it's a HBCU, I'm not being biased, it's a HBCU, you see other people like you, like Gerald said, you see a, a kid your age becoming a doctor. Representation. Yes. Exposure. And it's genuine, I think it's genuine pride. Yes. And I am not gonna know other schools, but you go to other schools, you know what I'm saying? I don't know if it's that genuine. I think when you leave PV, you leave TSU, leave Tennessee State, it's almost like we need you to do great. Need, need you to do great. You know what I'm saying? And come Talk, back. I ain't gonna say that about my school. Uh, whatever schools, they don't really need us to be, Texas don't need you to be great. Texas is great. Texas has been great because they got bread, because they got money, making money. I'm talking about my favorite school right now. But whatever, <laughs> like, they don't need you like that. These HBCUs is real pride. It's real genuine. I need you. You need me. I got your back. You leave, come back. Talk to these okay. kids. They need you. Okay. So from my my understanding of what I've learned from HBCU is exactly what Demarcus was talking about. It's culture. Uh, it's, it's, it's that that exposure to your own people doing great things when you're a black person and seeing just us being us and learning more about us. Because there's certain, even certain classes, there's certain... Um, um, degree plans you can have at an HBCU, you can't have at other schools. Yeah. And you can even do like, you know what I'm saying, African-American studies that and is. really like that be your major. Like you literally yeah. majored in that and learned so much about our culture um, that you don't get necessarily in, you know, most, you don't get it in a public school coming up and then you don't get it when you go to a PWI. So, you know, those are the great things about it. But then the reason why I asked you guys, you know what I'm saying, and, and without hearing Nate's idea, but um, the reason why I asked you guys is because that I know that funding has always been an issue. You know what I'm saying? Funding has always been an issue. They said that if you look at Harvard, Harvard gets more funding than all the HBCUs combined. You know what I'm saying? So when you talk about stuff like that, you talk about Deion Sanders going to take a job at a Colorado <clears throat> that went 111 last year, you know what I'm saying? Um, and he's going to be making substantially more money than some, there's going to be people that feel away, right? There are going to be people that's like, man, you, you were the head of taking us a certain direction, but I really believe this is something that's, that's applicable to anything we talk about ever, right? It's timing. Um, when it comes to timing, you have to make a decision as a man for your family, for, you know, say your situation, you have to make sure you make the most um logical decision at that time and you have to recognize everything involved and and because of that i respect any decision that a Deion sanders prime time makes at this time because he's earned it he's earned the ability to be able to have us all say hey man we respect that he does now there's still an accountability on all of us for the things we're talking about Th these things being a problem i mean that's stuff that we need to start addressing and we need to start making it, you know what I'm saying, a us thing. But we can't take that one man and put it all on him and be like, hey, bro, you were supposed to do this, bro. Like, you the one that's killing it. It's like that quarterback that's like the best on the team. And everybody like, well, the shoot. If bro, they just throw another touchdown. He had four, five touchdowns. One more <laughs> touchdown. We would have won the game. 
bro, he threw all them touchdowns. Like he he did all that work. When we gonna pull up our own? You know what I'm saying? We gonna pull some weight and make sure that we we get us across the finish line. We make the win for us. So, you know, I I, I kind of look at it like that. But I, mean, I, I like I said, I missed some of the points y'all hit earlier. I get that, so but I, I was just, with your your point about making the best decision for your family. And like I said, this kid just we just talking. Did Martin Luther King make the decision for best decision for his family or for his people? I think that's a that's a question that we cannot answer right now because we don't know all the intricacies of what he was doing, who he was working with. We have no idea. So I can't even address that because everything <laughs> political, bro. <laughs> everything political, bro. For us to even know who he was, there's something. It's yeah. always, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Okay. Well, no, like I said, he, he, a lot of stuff he said, I, I, I felt. That's all I for sure. I don't mm. agree with I, I agree with I see both sides. For, the, for that example, use somebody more contemporary. Use Kaepernick. Did he do it for his family or did he do it for his people? Yeah, let's go there. So you, because so, he lost it, basically lost his job. On the on the Dion thing, though, if we talking about what he did for the whole SWAT and for HBCUs, did they have a TV contract with ESPN? That doesn't just go away because Dion left. Exactly. The contract mm -hmm. for sponsorship with the jerseys doesn't just go away. Because Dion left, like some of those things are still going to be in place, and that still does benefit these kids. That facility don't go away because Dion left. He did a lot. I, that's why I say I I I started off one hundred percent Dion. I left maybe sixty percent. You know what I'm saying? Like it was more like I didn't see the. I guess somebody coming from HBCU that saw it how he saw it. I didn't have that. I just saw it like a coach. I'm going from Jackson State to Colorado every day, but I didn't see the. You know, I didn't in. It started off with how Dion presented, like how he came out saying, I'm here for this. Like, I'm here for, I'm here to do this. I'm not here to basically grow in coaching. I'm here to help the swag. I'm here for the culture. And as him saying that is what started the kid. Like, if he never said that, if he just said, I'm here to coach, cool, that's what coaches do. But coming out saying, like, I'm here to help this. I'm here to build this. I'm here to build the swag is where he was, met. you know what I'm saying? Like, what he said. As men, as men on this call that all have been in a position where we had to get jobs, we said a lot of things in the interview. You know what I'm saying? I done said a lot of things in the interview. I ain't gonna cap. Like I done told people, man, I'm finna do this, I'm finna do that, I'm finna do that when I got on the job. That wasn't about certain things. That was our athlete. Well, well, all right, all right, all right, all right, hey, that's our version of the interview because we are not getting podcasts to talk about oh, okay. the new jobs we take. So you feel what I'm saying? Like I just feel like I just said some things, and I just feel like we can't be landlocked into the things that we say because I mean, yes, you do have your word, and that's all you have. But when oh, you talk saying. about when you talk about our media though nowadays, all of our words, especially when you prime time, everything gonna be out there. You know, like you, he's he's done enough for. Whoever is saying they rock with Jackson State, rock with, you know, Deion Sanders, rock with the, the growth of black people in general. Like you, you having a problem with what Deion doing. Honestly, to me, it says a little bit about you. I feel like it says that right now there's something about how you feel. You feel like you're not doing enough. So you feel like you got to point that out. That's just me. I feel like you, we got to worry more about what we doing. Like real talk, like we need to look at it, analyze it for what it is. And hey, have you done as much as he's done for Jackson State? No. That's just the reality of like this. If y'all really want something done, stop relying on celebrities to do it. You feel and me? Like actually do it as a community. Yeah, like, he, he was able to put the foundation down. Yeah. Y'all build on I mean, 
because I ain't gonna say I followed Dion's coaching. I think Dion's a good coach. I think obviously his record shows that 27 and 5, right? I don't care about none of that. I'm gonna play for Dion. Dion said I got a scully for you. I'm okay, cool. Bet. What you want me to kicker? Cool. I'm the kicker. Bet. But now you could kick. No. <laughs> for prime? For prime, I'll learn how to. <laughs> but that's that's what I mean. It's not I don't think it was ever a really good situation, truly, for the swag. I think it was a a spark. I think it was definitely something that in the moment was beneficial, but I think it's better served being a three-year thing versus an experiment of long-term success because I just don't know that that's sustainable when we're talking about the celebrity of one person being the reason. Yeah, all right, well. Uh, and, and I think we kind of expanded on that. Unless y'all got something else y'all want to add to it. No, I'm <laughs> uh, no. It was a good conversation. It was a good conversation. The kid, the crazy thing is the kid just texted. Uh, I told him how basically I understood his point. Everybody was against him. You know what I'm saying? It was kind of like eight versus one. And I'm like, y'all don't get what he's saying. He, he Take Dion out of it. Just put a person in there. He was just basically like, we need to do better as people, you know what I'm saying? And he was like, just just being front line and like being about that life, like they used to be. That's kind of what he's getting out of it. Now the Dion situation, yeah, whatever. But black people in general, we need to be more logical. Logical. We need to be more well, kind of logical, but be more about it, about that life, about what we used to be about. You know what I'm saying? That's but but even even if you look back though on black people and what we did in the past, um. It, it still does rely on us being, you know, aware and knowing how to do things correctly. Cause that's what we kind of been moving towards is like, how do we actually advance for real, for real? Like, where's, cause at the end of the day, money moves everything. Money moves everything. We always talk about this on the podcast. We talk about, you know, saying being a light, you know, positive energy, career ascension, being leaders. But at the end of the day, bro, once that money shows up in a certain direction and people start focusing there, bro, that's that's what's moving things. And you have to understand that you economically, there's certain things that just got to happen. Like you, you, you got to put some money in that man's pockets. You got to put some money in the leader's pockets. We got to bring, if we spend the most money, then we gotta put the most money together. Like it's just that's that's how it works. That's just like it's like NIL you money on them kids. Yeah, you feel me? Like nil money on them kids. Like we gotta figure out ways to be creative and and go about you know advancing us in ways that we can do today. And we have to kind of stay where we are. So I think it's a good conversation, good topic, and it's it's really something that I, I'm I'm. I think we're we're lucky to have seen some of the things we've seen in our lifetime, you know, in regards to like, you know, just major events, major people that have made a lot of uh, waves and it's been good stuff, good conversations. But I kind of wanted to talk about some um, in regards to like the Facebook pictures, man, the cartoonified Facebook pictures where you're seeing people that look flawless and you're seeing, you know, the change up. I could go share my screen on some of these pictures, but I think I might not. But, um, you know, just... Because I didn't know it, I didn't know that before you shared it with me. I, oh, you didn't I, know that? I didn't know what you were talking about. I, I don't really get on Facebook. You showed me the picture. I didn't know. I didn't know why you were showing me the picture. I was like, okay, it's a nice picture. Why we gotta talk about that? Yeah, yeah, thought, yeah. Like, honestly, I thought it was a black artist. I was like, hey, that's a cool little picture. Nah, it's, it's just like, uh, let me see if I can find one. I was like, oh wow. Honestly, I don't quite know who these people are like that. I don't wanna. 
Yeah, I don't want to air nobody out. I don't yeah, air nobody don't out. Do don't do that. But don't yeah, do I need some permission. But um, nah, man. I mean, it's pretty much like you know, the pictures look perfect. Okay, the pictures look perfect. They look like they make you look a little more attractive. If you got super round cheeks, your cheeks look a little more, you know what I'm saying, defined. You know what I'm saying? If your beard ain't all the way filled in, it fills your beard in for you. Your eyebrows be all arched nicely. You look like a like the anime characters. You look, you look like a cartoon god or goddess. And people are posting these things and people are going crazy and they're getting that social proof that, you know what I'm saying, I am pretty or I am handsome. And um, I think it's kind of signifying or signaling what we already kind of know, which is that artificial intelligence, like DeMarcus was saying beforehand, is starting to, you know, take control. It's taking hold a little bit. It's like showing you look better online. You look a little better when we create you. You see that? Like, you know, you can't get that girl, but what if you look like this, though? And it's like showing you, you know what I'm saying? That's just my personal opinion, but I would like you guys to add maybe what you guys think, you know, because y'all seen the pictures. Um, based on what I showed you and things like that. So, I mean, what's y'all's thoughts on it? Because that's kind of where I'm at. It's the internet's version of catfish. It's tilapia. It's mayonnaise. It's tilapia. <laughs> it's mayonnaise. It's okay. Okay. It's, uh, I Not think tilapia. it's bad. I think it's bad. Period. I mean, because it's, it's for likes. It, it, it's all bad. It, it messes with your mental health. It messes. It can, it can cause depression actually, because like you said, it's, you, you look perfect in these pictures. So when you actually go out <clears throat> to the real world, let's say you do do the cartoon pictures, y'all doing it back and forth, then y'all actually have to meet up, and the person like, oh man, I didn't know you actually look like that. That can that can that can mess up somebody's self esteem. That can drop somebody to hurt themselves. You know what I'm saying? So I'm thinking. I mean, all that social media stuff, I never really just rocked with like that, but I just don't think it's the best thing for, especially young people, because you go from getting, they look at stuff like this, you go from getting 150 likes that you post something that you really, that looks like yourself, you get 20 likes, you know what I'm saying? That really messes with people's mental health. That can mess with people's, you know, it can cause depression. It can really put you in the stage instead of depression. So I, I feel like, they use all this stuff to control, <laughs> to control us, you know, to control our minds, to, to make us want to be perfect. And then we start getting surgeries. Then we start getting, you know, fake this, fake that. It's everything will be fake. By the time these kids grow up, they're going to be plastic, man. No, bro, I thought about something real quick. I thought about something. I'll let the markets go. I'll let the markets go. Uh, everything has long-term effects. And, uh, now, in day and age, I'm older. I have kids. I understand why our parents wouldn't let us watch a certain movie. I understand why our parents wouldn't let us listen to certain music because these kids have access to it all now. And they don't know how to handle it. Handle it. They don't know how to decipher entertainment from real life. Me and my son go back and forth about this all the time. What you hear in those songs, that's not that guy's real life. It can't be because he's he's rapping about these songs. But they don't know how to decipher. So they take everything as face value. What we consider face value, they take it as a, a real value. And like Gerald is, is talking about, it's gonna I see I see why you brought it up now, Carrie, because it's gonna it's gonna cause a separation between people that can't decipher from real and the internet. And if they don't learn to decipher these two. It will, I'm telling you, it will deteriorate 
are, are ways of being social and it will deteriorate the capacity of the brain of self-love and self-value. I'm not no doctor. I do a lot of reading. I'm not no doctor. I'm not no physician. I, I'm not no preacher. I'm not no prophet. But I, I am telling you, <laughs> without any qualification, I am telling you, this keeps going and it, and it gets stronger and stronger and stronger. People look, people listen to TikTok for, for news and, and for values and about. Nothing against TikTok, but that's what they do. Uh, to to put it in a adjacent but parallel sense, if you if you watch pornos too long, you get to thinking that that's real life, that's how people are, that's how your body's supposed to be, everybody's supposed to be perfect, do it this way, and have a glorious time. Then you take it and put it in real life you start to get dissatisfied or you start to look at your partner like, or yourself, like, I'm not perfect, I'm not this, I'm not that. And if you don't learn to decipher that these are actors, just like these are, are not real or in a real sense, that if you can't separate those two, man, we, we're gonna have a lot of problems. Just yeah. look what the pandemic, and I'm telling you, I'm seeing them already, just look what the pandemic did to us. The pandemic has put a gap, an, an educational gap between the haves, the have-nots, the understands, and the people who don't understand. And, and we have teachers, and I guarantee you teachers can expound more on that. But just that year has put a gap in the whole world. And, and these things are, are gonna separate social classes uh, as far as education-wise and, and who is benefiting from what. And you gotta understand who is benefiting from the message or the, the programming that's put out. It's just like, and I'm, I'm gonna stop here. That's just like, I heard it from a comedian, but it means a lot to me. Eddie Griffin in a, in a comedy special said that a lot of people don't understand that TV stands for television program, right? It means somebody is telling you their vision. Now, I know yeah. that's like an acronym that he was using, but if you wanna put it in a basic sense, who, who is telling you the vision that, that you're receiving? How you're receiving and taking it and putting it forth in your life. I ain't mean to make it all that serious. Well, no. lot, but that's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. You dropped the gem right there. What you what you thinking, Nate? I, I don't disagree with anything that y'all are saying about it. Um the first thing that I always think about when I see major like waves of social media stuff like that is, bro, like they Pulling y'all images, do whatever with like. I always think about it on some like other. They stored it right. They keep it yeah, right. Like which it's like yeah, you put your pictures on Instagram anyways. I'm sure it's the same thing. But yep. yeah, because that's like some AI program that's doing this right. I was like, eh, anything with AI right now, I don't really be trusting. So I I never feel good about those kind of things. I also kind of take it from the standpoint of everything that y'all are saying for one, but more of a what else is going on that we should be paying attention to right now when it's something that gets everybody tied up in it and even us because we're we're stopping to talk about it and maybe we're you know talking about it to shed light on it but it's such a major thing out of nowhere like i never heard i think it's called linza um never heard of this before i've never seen one of those pictures literally before i think two days ago a day or so ago all right and it's everywhere. Like I get on Instagram, all over Instagram, Twitter, all over Twitter. 
what else is going on in the world right now? That's always how I think about big social media things like that. So yeah, I feel like I feel like it's it's like a it's it's tool tools. These are all tools, right? It's almost like the the thing is we fall in love with the tools and then we start to worship the tools, but they're only tools. Social media, face recognition. You know what I'm saying? Voice record, all this stuff is on their only tools, but you have to keep yourself away from the tool. You can't get lost in the tool. And that's that's something that I think was, is big from what you guys are talking about. And I mean, this stuff is going to be around. It helps us advance our culture. We move a lot faster because of it. But the, these these tools, man, they can be they can be dark. They can get dark, especially when you fall in love with them and you worship it. And like you said, uh, DeMarcus, people get on TikTok and get all they logic and information and their religious views and they like so, sometimes man i've sit down with students when i'm at the school and i'm like yo you got that from a tiktok video like you just asked me if space is real like there's no way you came up with that in your own head you got that from a tiktok video They're like yeah like my favorite influencer told me space ain't real and i'm like you know what wow. if you want to ch- <laughs> if you want to challenge something like space brother you better be ready to defend it. And that's that's where that's where we kind of break down all that 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 you know what I'm saying hog hodgepodge, all that trash is like defend it. And I think that's what we have to start to learn. And I guess, you know, just like with any tool, usually like when you go on YouTube, you Google how to use something. Like you Google or or excuse me, like Google, you search how to use something, you find out the directions on how to use it, and that's what we're missing. We got a lot of advances, but we don't got a lot of people in the middle that's giving us, you know, good information on how to use this stuff. Like, it's like people just using it however. This stuff can really be beneficial, but it get wild when people start using it for, you know, to build yourself up. Like, you can't fix your trauma with the tools that we got out here, bro. You got to fix your trauma for real, though. Like, you got to- You know, one of the most interesting things I saw in that kind of stuff is how a TikTok works because TikTok is a, a Chinese app, right? Ooh, and they say in China, they have like certain yep. things that show up, like it's more educational, historical yep. knowledge, like actual educational content for their kids to see. Whereas the algorithm that they use for us is the nonsense that we see on Twitter, people dancing around and doing whatever kind of stuff, which I'm not trying to knock the the whatever little entertainment and, you know, what people get out of it. but if that's what you're, I hate to be political like this, but if we go listen to our country and say, we are at odds with China, they don't have our best interests at mind. If your enemy in this situation can't control what you see and stuff like that, is it really a great thing? And if they're showing their other side something completely opposite, yeah, I think that's where we get kind of screwed up. Like social media, it's not a good thing. I think we can we can constantly see that. It's a very interesting thing. I definitely participate in. I disagree. That. I disagree, Nate. I disagree with that statement. That is not a good thing. Yeah, I disagree with that statement. I don't think it's I'm not okay a good thing. It. I think that and being in love use it in a good way. So at times, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I think, sometimes I think it, it it is a good thing in just base nature. The current state of it yeah. is not a great thing. I think that goes back to what Carrie was saying, is that we don't recognize that these things are tools. Mm-hmm. Things that we, like he said, you learn how to use a tool, what it's used for, 
and then you use the tool. Same thing with money. We don't understand money. So we, don't so we demonize it. So we, yeah, demonize it. We fall in love with it. And we use it for everything or satisfy everything. That's like a, me a, a, a mechanic would tell you, you can't, solve, you can't solve every problem with a wrench. Sometimes you got to find a socket or, or something else. But if you don't know what the tool is used for, you look stupid to the person that manufactured the tool because they'll tell you it's not what it's used for. You they take the tool and they put it away. We're done with it. And like, and like I, I, made, I knew you were going there because I've heard that same description and it was baffling to me that the creators of TikTok, right? The creators of TikTok do not use it in this way with, with, with their people, their culture, whatever, but they find a way to advertise it to your culture, monetize it in such a way that they can grow it and bring it back to their culture and, and, and capitalize on it without affecting their culture. <laughs> if that ain't a mastermind, we've always heard the, the cliche that, that China, Japan, I know Japan, are three years ahead of us. Like you literally go over there, they're three years ahead of us. And you wonder why, you know what I mean? Like they put so much towards education. And if you educate yourself on how to use things and then especially at a young age and you get to a point to where you're able to use it correctly and, and magnify it, monetize it, whatever, you put yourself in a good situation. On um, the dark side, like Nate was saying, there's a lot of people who feel that way, like social, social media is the devil, or social media is a dark place, or social media is just not a place of great influence because it's misused. Like I would tell people, I know, I know that when Facebook first started, it was for college students <laughs> to navigate and help through college. It doesn't even have that description tied to it now. <laughs> You you couldn't start Facebook, and you you go back check me out. I know it because I lived it. You couldn't start a Facebook unless you had yeah, a college yeah. ID. You need a college ID number. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. I just, I just feel like that's 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 the thing that I wanted to really address is just the fact that you know the we have to be able to to, to remove ourselves from that virtual reality that we tend to we do we do like a lot we i mean it's it's emotional bro it's emotional it's an emotional thing like we we are emotional spinners we emotionally fall in love we look at these memes and we like oh man that that's what i want out of my life like just all this stuff that you see but at the end of the day you you actively creating a life while you observing a life like you observing other people's lives all the time but then all the while you're sitting there on your feet creating a life at the same time. And it's really important to be aware of the difference. You know what I'm saying? Because here on this planet today, um, you know what I'm saying, 12, 4, 2022, we got to be more aware than ever before, you know, what's real and what's not. And, and we got to be, you know, talking to our people. You know, that's why we do what we do. Being alike, keeping it real. You know what I'm saying? Because some of these ideas may be a little unpopular, but at the end of the day, you got to question why you believe what you believe. You should always question that because at the end of the day, it comes from somewhere. It comes from somewhere. Mm -hmm. You ain't just coming. You, you got you pulling data from somewhere. But um, yeah, man. I mean, I don't know. I think we we hit that. Do do we want to get into the other topic? <laughs> we want to get into that one. Not going to get into. This. We want to get into that coach plus team. Yeah. <laughs> Not going to be. Yeah. No. no. 
And we can talk about we can talk about unlocking the light, man. Because I mean, you know, at, at the end of the day, it's the holidays. You know, what I'm saying we we rolled up on Christmas, um, soon. You know, we trying to do all this great stuff, but the reality of it is, a lot of people like we 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 kind of said a couple of podcasts ago. This is the darkest time for a lot of people. Holidays tend to remind people of you know people they lost. It tends to remind people of things that haven't gone so well. And and what what are we doing to protect ourselves? Um, you know from that because I know for me I'm still I'm still working out three at least three times a day um because I know when I don't you know it's in a, a week three times a week my man I'm over here like three times a day three times a week three times a week I'm still drinking my water I'm actually fasting now so I'm not eating food before 6 p.m because it's helping my clarity of thinking um it's helping me um you know, be able to recognize what's going on in the world, be a little more aware, be a little more empathetic is what I've noticed. Um, but what are, what are the things y'all using? What are some of the tactics y'all got going in place so we protect ourselves, man? Because we men first. So as men, there's certain things we got to put in place to be able to make sure we don't hit that hit that low place. What, what what's, what's going on in y'all's lives to protect y'all from the holiday lows? Beet juice. Beet juice. What's beet I'm juice sure. got going? What, why beet juice? I just learned that beet juice is a. Uh, I just learned it, so I might be wrong with this. <laughs> I don't want to say you know, I, I. I really hate saying stuff wrong, but I want to be in the know. Just say it, bro. I know that beet juice helps. It helps with uh, your blood fluidity, how your vessels and stuff start to clog and close up. I know it helps with that. Uh, I know that you can't drink too much of it. They they say keep it around 250 milliliters a day, which is like eight ounces, eight ounces a shot uh, uh, of drinking it. And it'll help naturally with heart problems, with blood pressure. Uh, it can help with diabetes and stuff like that, which <laughs> I've had diabetes. Nobody's ever told me that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It's something natural that grows out of the ground. It's, it doesn't taste great. You know what I'm saying? I, my <laughs> wife has a juicer. I chop it up. I pour it in there, chop up all the vines and the stems that come with it as well, and just chunk it down. I'll, I'll, I'll be honest, it's a little earthy, it's a little grainy, but uh, uh, C.T. Fletcher, I love looking at C.T. Fletcher because he's confrontational like I am, but he said it's not for the pleasure of your tongue, but uh, for the health of your body. So, be yeah. true. They say it helps lower blood pressure, improves exercise stamina, uh, improves muscle power in people with heart failure, um, slows the progression of dementia, helps you maintain a healthy weight, prevents cancer, a uh, good source of potassium, and uh, has a lot of minerals in it, so it supports your liver as well. So, but don't don't I, I'm I'm I am guilty of this. Don't jump in it and go super hard because it can also, if you drink too much of it, also uh, crystallize. In your urine and cause kidney stones. So don't get in there and start drinking two liters of beet juice because you want to be healthy. You, you still got to do it in moderation. If you can drink two liters of beet juice, you are a different breed. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Harker Heights was just on TV, Gary. That's crazy. Um, Harker Heights, who? Go ball. The football. Y'all, y'all played the yes. soccer. Shout, shout, shout out to shout out to my high school, Harker Heights football, man. Yeah, they they, they, they took y'all. Uh, yeah. Playing against the Soto, they ain't show the score. We ain't gonna yeah. talk about. It. Uh, yeah. We took it to semifinals, man. Semifinals. Uh, we not used to that. Shout out to y'all. Go 
I was gonna say just work. You know me, Karen. You call me Saturday. You work hard, play hard, man. I I I try to do something fun. Even does he have beat on his? <laughs> what? Marty, I'm not. I'm scared. Go. I'm scared. Why do you have it on your face like that? Yeah, I didn't see the face he made when he first sat down with you. Get the get beat model. You a beat model? Big, get it off! Get it off your face. Um. I don't. <laughs> I I don't even know what to say anymore. I just try to do something for myself. Uh, we went to the Big Twelve Championship. Just yeah, something that you love doing. Try to do it. Just try to try to do what you love doing at some point of the week. Uh, maybe multiple times a week if you have time for it. But do something you love doing, man. It makes you feel better. So. Especially you being out there. I'm a little older. Me. You get to doing everything for everybody else, trying to be the ultimate man, the superman. You gonna die. Facts. So I'm just hey, I, I got a I got a partner at church. He literally went to the emergency care this morning because his blood pressure was so high he didn't realize. Been working night and day, whatever. He was still trying to come to church and serve. I said, hey man, we understand who you are. We understand what you do, and you gotta work tonight. Go home and rest. And Gerald knows me. <laughs> I, I work till the wheels fall off. I'm learning myself. Hopefully, I'm helping somebody. Take care of yourself, man. You're going to die. I'm, I'm just going to be up and honest with you. You're going to die. And, 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 and the Bible says, uh, I'm not trying to be a Bible number, but the Bible says that the dead are soon forgotten. That's one. That's real. That's hard to follow. I was gonna say practice <laughs> gratitude. <laughs> practice That's gratitude. good though. That's good though. That's, That's good though. Or you might die. I'm gonna just start <laughs> finishing everything with this. Do this. Do what we say, or you might die. Follow your life. You will you die. Know. I ain't no. You might die. You still gonna no, die. That sounds like a threat, Carrie. I'm not gonna say people do what I say, or you will die. That's no, not or, not or. Do what I say. All right, never mind. Yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. because yeah. I would say because you will die. But that still sounds bad. That's even worse. I mean, but That's direct. I get. I get. I kind of get that. That teaching though, Demarcus just gave right there. I'm. I'm that type of learner. It's like, yeah, you right. It's like you right. I might as well do it. If, it, if it's good for me, do it. If it's good, I'm gonna do it. Whatever, you know what I'm saying? Those of y'all out there with them with them lovely them lovely partners out there, if she asks you to do it, it's good for you, go ahead and do it, dog. Go ahead and do it, dog. Knock it out, man. It's gonna make y'all happy. Go to the doctors, man. Get a physical, man. Go to the doctors once, once or twice a year. Get checked out. You never know. No, that's a that's a that's real though. No, really though. Please go to the doctor, y'all. Please, cause you you have no idea. Uh, we what we this is the only body we got. This is the only body we got. Hey, you got to figure out, man. There you go. Put a beach up. Put a beach up. Put a beach. There you go. Beat juice. Beat juice. Today's episode brought to you by the Beat Farmers of America. I, I got. I, what you say? Put the beats down. Cut this part out. That part out. That part nasty. This part. It might be a light. It might be a light uh, jug right here. We got a uh, we got green juice, a green superfood juice in here right here. So here, here, yeah. why do you keep putting stuff online? 
that you got, but the rest of the team don't have. I don't understand that. Why? Wait, we'll wait till we turn it off. But I don't understand. You gonna explain? Yeah, do do it right now. Why? Uh, <laughs> you gonna explain that? Hey man, look man, look. I actually had that made for me. That's an exclusive. But this is this is a test. This is the test. This is the test. The test jug. Yeah, y'all got y'all got. I'm gonna get the we gonna get the jug, man. We will get the jug. Don't trip. We just need that funding. So if y'all trying to take care of be a life podcast, you know what I'm saying? The cash app. Cash app, uh, Kerry Sloan. You know what I'm saying? I'll go ahead and put that in the description. And then we're going to, you know what I'm saying, make sure the whole team got the be a light judge because we need that. We need get, to get exclusive judge and exclusive to go to Kerry Sloan. Man. <laughs> David Ruffin <laughs> and the Temptations. <laughs> David Ruffin. Oh, man. That's crazy. Oh, man. Anyway, um, so... Be like podcast has been amazing. You guys want to say anything in closing? So, so I'm not David Ruffin. The boy yeah. toy drive. <laughs> not David Ruffin. No, I don't want to say that. No, I don't even want to talk. That's Support? it. Yeah, real talk. Real talk. Oh, well, and Prosperous merch uh, coming soon too. We got our first test run of some shirts that we gonna be selling. So we'll do a, a reveal on that coming up. Yep. Name yeah. the foundations and then close it on out. 